Hey, everybody, before the show starts, I just want to jump on and remind you that we are still being supported by Studio Sweden. They are the makers of some fantastic Bluetooth headphones. I'm wearing them right now, listening to myself. Uh, if you go over to studiosweden.com, that's S-U-D-I-O, Sweden, like the country, .com, and put in the code WINTERFELL15, you can get 15% off any purchase. So support the podcast, get a pair of great Bluetooth headphones, that's studiosweden.com. Dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series, you're listening to Podcast Winterfell. Welcome back, everyone, to Podcast Winterfell. It's Heath and Axel. We're here with the initial reaction to talk about Season 7, Episode 7, the finale. We're here. We're throwing out this scene by scene. And we're just going straight up initial reaction. We're just going to talk through, say what we want to say, and just have fun with it. Because guess what? We've got probably like 18 months to two years to wait to the next episode. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going to cover this episode. Uh, don't don't worry about it. You know, like, don't don't feel bad. This episode is going to be well covered. Um, and I think that usually, you know, they do the scene by scene on the, um, on our, uh, our Wednesday show, the deep dive, uh, with Tracy and Mike. So we're just going to go at it. So how you doing tonight, Solo? Oh, I'm, I am doing fantastic, Folo. I watched two great episodes of TV, Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks, and what a difference in... <laughs> watching one after the other we should have took a break but i'm doing great i don't know if people are going to be hating or what i loved the episode i loved everything about it um happy go lucky i'm all in i enjoyed it so much and i'm not gonna let anyone sway my opinion unless it's you (laughs) (laughs) well uh no i you're not gonna i'm not gonna try to sway you i wasn't I wasn't like completely blown away, but by parts of it, I was really excited. Um, my only complaint might be not enough kind of like brand magical weird stuff, but I'm sure we're going to get tons of that coming up. And um, I don't know, man, I was I was checking around the Twitter and the Internet, and it seems like a lot of people are off the jump the shark uh, bandwagon that they were on last week and getting a little bit more positive. And I like that, you know, I like the positivity Good. solo. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's just, uh, let's jump right in. What, uh, what's the first thing you want to talk about? I'm just going to give you a point and let's just kind of go back and forth and, 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 uh, and break it down, baby. Perfect. One thing I just got to say that we have the new eighties, the Westeros 80s cover band. Men Without Cocks. The new 80s <laughs> cover band. Braun. They have nothing uh. down under. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the wrong. <laughs> There's no, no that's, cock that's... or balls either. <laughs> can you hear? Can you hear them? No nuts. Okay, well, well, that's Men at Work. Men Without Hats is safety dance, oh. I think. Oh, okay. Safety okay. Dance. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, you can but have, they, they can wait, cover wait. that. 
you can have nuts if you want to. You can have no nuts at all. <laughs> and if you have no nuts, then you have no cock and you're no, no. an unsullied, unsullied for soldier. All. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. All that right, was baby. good stuff. See, that's why we love podcasting. We can joke, people. Okay, first thing, um, let's talk little reunions. Okay, we had Brienne and the Hound kind of look at each other, and then they actually spoke. Um, the Hound mentioning Arya. I know in the preview cast I had mentioned, oh, it'd be cool to see what would happen if the Hound and Arya got together what would happen and everyone on the cast like oh it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it didn't happen but at least it was mentioned so i feel half vindicated yeah um so yeah the briandon hound thing it, it just seemed to me that the hound even when he said like hey i'm not gonna get in aria's way like i don't know it was like whoa okay it it, it was interesting i mean we had a lot more looks of course with Brienne and Jamie, as we'll talk about, and stuff like that. But uh, the Br- Brienne and the Hound was interesting for me right off the bat because she basically defeated him and left him for dead. So, <laughs> what, what did you think of that? Yeah, I liked it, and I liked it because I like the way that the characters had respect for kind of each other and each other's journey, but also they quickly shared a mutual love and 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 um protection for Arya and I thought it was really beautiful man I I really thought that they hit a home run with almost every single reunion in this episode and um I, yeah I love that man I thought it was awesome the way he, the and and when do you ever see the hound smile he like smiled dude right like it was like what it just felt like, you know, he, he had a few hounds like, you touch this white and I'll slice your throat or whatever. But yeah, he, and, he have, and he almost, he smiled when he was like, oh, Arya's alive? Like, he paused. Like, I know the shot was behind their heads, but he paused a little bit and was like, holy crap, really? And he goes, all right, I'm not going to get in her way. Like, it almost like, because he was said, I'm trying to protect her too. You know, when Brienne's like, the only reason I fought you because I was trying to protect the Stark girls. And so it really validated. It was a back and forth, and Arya would always, like, name the Hound and his, you know, when she won the, the list. But it was nice for the Hound to actually see that Arya was okay, and he showed some happiness for a little bit. It wasn't like, oh, Brienne, you beat me. I want a rematch, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And it was also, like, it was interesting because for a second I'm thinking, wait, they're on the same side, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're (laughs) on the same side. Yeah, okay, no, because nobody's on Cersei's side. (laughs) You know, like, it's kind of funny because even as some of these people are talking to each other, you're kind of thinking, you see how in this world alliances are not, you know, I mean, if you look at our country now, you have people like conservative, liberal, blah, 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 you know? And in that world, mm-hmm. it's more like, well, I pledged my allegiance to this person. But a lot of times they just totally, they had to do it, you know? So with with Braun and, and, and you see that with his conversation with Tyrion, but it's kind of cool that you have Brienne and the Hound who are people who kind of like, reached a point and then they decided I'm only pledging allegiance to who I really believe in and or in the hound's case really to no one 
you know? And I, I thought that that was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, and and the Brontyrian reunion, since we're kind of talking about reunions, that was a good back and forth. And the fact that Tyrion's like, hey, I'll still pay you double. And he's like, double of what? But even at the end, it's like, I missed you or whatever. And he's like, it's good to see you too. You got it from both of them. Again, validation to all the time they spent together in earlier seasons coming to a head. And, uh, of course, Braun and Podrick going for a drink and uh of course braun once again saying what do you want to suck his magic cock you know another reference to back sorry about the cock uh but it is an explicit show but uh it just it just it, it warmed me in my little funny place actually yeah it was that 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 was great man podrick and and Tyrion and and braun and Tyrion. it just you know Again, a lot. So much of this season has been these callbacks, and this whole scene was like the ultimate in all of that. And it's like all. I mean, all you have all these people re, in reunion, but then you have all these people who never met each other and never yes. stood in the same place before. You know, and I think that that's really interesting. Yeah, and overall, I mean, what I loved about this episode, it got back. I, I know this season has been so fast, but to me, this episode, it had some cool action scenes, but it had the dialogue-driven scenes, and they let them breathe this episode. And I'm sure we'll talk about a couple that were fantastic, but it just felt like an old episode of Game of Thrones to me. It. I really was enjoying the dialogue between characters where it wasn't like three or four lines. Let's move on to the next one. It, the, the scenes were way more developed. They, and they just, it, it, for me, um, I, I had a couple of things I'm, I'm going to ask you later about in the episode that I'm confused about. But other than that, the dialogue scenes, I just thought was like old school. Let's let these actors, actors, let it rip and do it. And it was, it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. It really did get back to that kind of uh, parlor room um, drama, you know, and I I was noticing that and enjoying it as well. And it, it kind of made me think, because going into this, you know, DJ and I did that feedback episode the other night, and one of the things we were talking about was um, why, what were they rushing to get to? Right. Mm -hmm. and, and now what I see is they were they were it was it's strange because like usually Game of Thrones rushes to action. But in this case, it's almost like they they tried to rush past the action to get mm -hmm. to this point, which was everybody together. OK, what is setting up the final battle? And I was. I'm kind of okay with that. And actually in retrospect to me from a writer's perspective, it makes sense. Um, I'm not happy. I think a lot of people still upon rewatch will not be super jazzed with the last episode, but I think it puts into perspective what they achieve with this one, which is something that they've been working the entire run of the show to get to. A, a scene where basically everyone in power is in the same room. Mm, yeah. And you, you know what, Axel, too, from a different perspective, 
I guess why I've enjoyed this season so much is this is the first time that me and Lady Solo were living together and we're actually watching a show together. And what a different experience it is watching with someone who's just as excited as you are. So it added a new excitement for me um, watching the show because I see her enjoying it, so it makes me enjoy it. But, I mean, I'm not enjoying it for the wrong reasons, but it's just like the whole – like, you know how like the whole community, we podcast, we, we talk about it, and sometimes we like the episode more after we talk about it. It's just a new experience to share a show with someone, and it's just, it just really – I don't know. It's 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 enhanced it for me personally, but that's just a little side Heath solo thing. Oh no, man! I mean, you know, I totally agree. Watching, look, I I I, I every once in a while I try to say it, but it's like everything I say on the podcast. I I should start out by thanking my wife because I watch most of this stuff with her, and she's giving mm-hmm. me ideas, and we discuss it afterwards, and then we bring it here. And, you know, that's fun, man. And that's what I say. Like, I hope people I hope people talk about the episode and talk about what happens. It's like, okay, look, if you have some negativity, you have some negativity. But, like, move past it and start talking about it or stop watching the show. Because if if you're, like, running a Twitter account that all you do is talk shit on how terrible Game of Thrones is, that's, like, a little weird. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, what's the point? yeah, do something you love in life. If you don't love something, listen, don't do it. Yeah. That, you know, that's just yeah, kind of what I said. No, I agree. And <laughs> I, we're going to have problems with episodes and whatnot, but it's better than freaking 98% of the other crap out there. You know, there's actually a lot of good TV. I should lower that percentage. But I've just, I've just re- like, like with the end of the loss, I just want to enjoy it because this shit's going to be gone. Yep. And we don't know if these. Yep spinoffs and prequels going to be any good so i'm just you know i'm enjoying it. all right axel enough preaching cool. <laughs> i yeah. want to get it out of the way what is your point buddy um i wanted to just get out ahead of this and get it out of the way what was the dragon shooting out of its mouth well it was blue now the th- only thing is when it hit the wall it didn't look like it was burning I mean, I don't know if you shoot fire at ice, if you see flame, like red flames. Um, I'm going to say it's a mixed cocktail of <laughs> fiery ice. Okay. But, it, okay. It, it, you, know, you know, I have to watch it again. I, was just, I just assumed he would spit out blue. Um, whether it's – I thought stuff would get frozen. Now, if you shoot frozen stuff at frozen stuff – would that would that take it down? I know I'm sure people are gonna analyze it for us. Somebody's um, making a YouTube video right now <laughs> where they're like setting up a little ice wall, you know. Um, okay, yeah, right. so so you say um, like an icy mixture. Okay, last week, uh, not last week, a couple days ago, DJ and I were talking, and he had the idea that it was gonna shoot. Uh, blue flame and then I came in and I was like oh that's a great idea it's so hot that it's blue because you know that like the bluest part the, of a flame the base will be... yeah yes so oh, okay yeah that actually makes more sense <laughs> so we did a little twitter poll and it's only th- uh, look at that we got one a minute it's 38 minutes old and we got 38 votes a nice. flame so hot it's blue 66 percent a powerful Ooh. ice blast 34%. So most people 
Now, it's only 38 people, and I'm not a scientist. I should ask my wife because she is, but um, I don't know. Oh, what that's right. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of what her job, what she does. But yeah. I, 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 sh- I don't know what um, that means percentage-wise, but I think it's safe to say that, you know, a good percentage of the people watching the show kind of because if it was that hot what it would do is and the wall is so cold it would not mm-hmm. really melt it it would crack it Which and it, it would did. Exp- yeah and it would kind of explode yeah so i'm going well, that's a with, great point yeah and i'm going with the whole deal that the night king planned this whole thing oh hell was, yeah the whole idea was to get the dragon so he could take down the wall yeah no, it, 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 he and he's riding it. Like, I didn't even know. I thought the Knight's King was with the army, and Lady Soul was like, no, no, he's on the dragon. I'm like, what? And then I see him. I'm like, oh, shoot. It's like he, he just got a new car, and he's like, all right, I'm ready to rock. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, I do have to say, as of right now, after the you explaining it, 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 it looks icy probably for effect, but it is that ultimate flame that would be blue in in essence. So I like that. That's pretty good. Or my, my little antifreeze water mixture that I think it is. Okay. Antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ma- It could be some kind of magical cocktail. Who knows? Anyway, I just thought people were going to want to talk about that and kind of have that question. So let's just talk about that scene. I mean, I thought uh, I, I was waiting because I'm like, how much time is left? You know, one of those kind of deals and mm-hmm. when we went to Tormund there, I was like, okay, this is happening. And at first I thought, oh, we're just going to see a huge army, you know? But then you hear the whale, and man, I think they did a really good job of one of the things that I think they sometimes, and it's hard to do in battles, is, is kind of having a sense of scale and place. And mm-hmm. I think they did a great job of doing it by doing that shot that we've never seen before of Eastwatch, which is it's a really far out shot. So you see kind of where the wall ends. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought that that was super cool. I think they did a fantastic job of this. I just have to say, though, it's a little bit it's not like the whole wall fell, right? It's only kind of like a part of it. Yeah, because that's East Watch, not right. That's yeah. different from when we had the battle. So it's part of the wall. They're just crossing over. Right, so it's but not I mean, the full it, wall. Right, but what I'm saying is, did you have the impression that it was so powerful that that thus reverberated and knocked down the entire wall, or is it just that part? Oh, I, yeah, I didn't get that. I okay. just got the East Watch part. Okay. Yeah, that that's again initial reaction. Um, but you know, it's funny when we saw that shot of Ari and Sansa and it panned off, I thought I was like you, I, I paused it a couple of times, see how much is left, but I don't know if it's the full one hour, 25 minutes. Cause they usually have previews of other shows. So I'm like, Oh crap. I thought it was going to end there. And I was like, okay, all right. You know? And then they went to that. I'm like, Oh shit. But I was like you, I thought we were just going to see the army and then go to black and then the theme comes on, but the fact that we saw the wall falling down and the, dra- when I heard the dragging, I'm like, Oh my God, they're doing this. 
Yep. And I just, uh, it was perfect. We needed something. Like you said, it's probably going to be 18, 19 months before the next season, which I didn't realize it was going to be that long. I found that out like a week or two ago, and I'm like crying. But having said that, I'm glad they ended with something like this and not cut out after Sansa or Arya or cut out when we see the, oh, the White Walkers are at the wall. I'm glad they gave us a little more so we know the stakes. So we know that once the season starts, it's probably going to be like batshit crazy. <laughs> kind of uh, like yeah. I am right now. Uh, no, I, I, they, that was definitely I, – I, I was thinking the same thing, Solo, which is that we might end on the Ned, um, the passage from Ned – and then they lift up. It was a perfectly centered shot. That's traditionally how you cut. Um, and I thought it was, okay, that's interesting. I-, I was preparing myself and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of actually okay with that because it's bringing us back to season one, back to what we believe in, the characters, you know? And I right. think they get a, like a double ending which so many is like the thing people do now. It's like every Marvel movie ends like 14 times. Uh, I was watching Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy last night, and it's like, it was okay. It was fun, you know, whatever. A little bit too much music, but it was a little gimmicky. At, at But anyway, it's like, I thought the movie ended like four times. And by the second time, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the movie to end. I'm like, okay, end. You know, like I want everybody to die just so the movie ends. So I can get up and take a piss. But, um... You can always pause it, Axel. <laughs> hey, I, I love Guardians. I my love wife Guardians. gets up. It's a no, fun it's event. A, yes, that's what I'm saying. It was fun. But I know. I know. I, uh, yeah. All yeah, of those uh, movies yeah. could be 45 minutes shorter, and I'd be just as happy. Um, <laughs> but actually, I'd be a lot happier. But um, I, I just they they kind of sold us on that. They didn't. They went and they mm-hmm. did this. And I got to give them credit. I think that they pulled it off. The special effects were amazing. One of those giants looked like to be the biggest giant ever. Yeah, one one doubled in size. That's a that's a big job. Well, it's not. Remember, it's not one one because one one died oh, at Winter. Yeah, one one died at Winterfell, and they would have known to burn oh, the body. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, okay, it so two two. <laughs> it was two two. Two two. It was it was it was six six six. That's who it was. Six, six, okay. The evil giant, okay. the evil death giant. Uh, but no, that's just a, a, anything else you want to say about that last scene. I mean, you're right. I just want you talked about the Night King riding the dragon. Loved it. Loved it. Dude, this Night King, man, I, you know, I'm not scared of Cersei. I'm not scared of the mountain. I'm scared of the night. The Night King's crazy. I, I, he's he's one of the the villains because and i thought you know what i really thought was going to happen i thought we were going to hear him speak but it didn't happen i i I want him to have like a conversation with like Jon snow next season or something be like you know i was a man once and the children of the forest you know whatever like i i just i want to know if he can speak but that's for the off season yeah, I think that they're going to do it. I know that there's conflicting views about this, and George said something like, they'll never speak or whatever. Well, guess what? You know, Obviously, as everyone knows, he ain't the one making the decisions for this show anymore, or he never was. And I think that it makes sense to have the Night King speak. Um, yeah. And I think they give him Seems a Seems cool intelligent f- enough. 
Yeah, maybe to give him like a Willem Dafoe voice or something like that. You know? <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Out of all the people you pick, I love it. Willem Dafoe. It worked though, wouldn't it? I, I'm not gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna try to do an impersonation. We'll do Baelish later. Um, oh, Baelish. But, uh, oh, hey, let's talk about Cersei. Hey. Let's talk about Cersei okay. Solo. What do you think? Okay, I'm gonna say this. First off, Lena Headey. All right. There were two distinct reactions. As an actor, I picked this up. It's no hit, no mystery. When Danny arrives on her dragon, her look of intrigue and like, holy crap, and I just walked over with some army people and she's making this grand entrance, which me and Lady Solo predicted. We, I mean, I think everyone in Game of Thrones land predicted she would arrive late on a dragon to show her presence. But her look of like, ooh, she, you know, she didn't want to give it all away, but she's like, damn. And, and she was intrigued. And then her look um, when um, the uh, um, the white was coming at her, that was another look. Like, she was literally afraid. But not, like, going hysterical, like, in a comedy. Lena Headey has this way of just giving that... She, she's got that movie star qual- quality about her. She's... Um, she just has it, and she can react with the best of them. And her looks, I noticed right away, and I really enjoyed uh, the way uh, her performance was without words this episode. Um, but let me uh, throw it over to you. I just wanted to let you know about that, and then let's talk about Cersei and her little maneuvers, if you will. Yeah, I... Uh... Cersei's maneuvers caught me totally off guard solo. Me too. I was totally surprised. I thought she was serious when she said she was going to fight with them. She tricked me. And, and, and the whole back and forth that she was doing, she put on a big show for them. Yeah. She wanted Tyrion to come and talk to her. She wanted to walk out of there. She, Euron was supposed to leave. I, I thought it was really brilliant because at that point when, when she made that clear, I, had pretty, I was pretty much thinking, what is Cersei doing? I really thought she had something planned. What's going on? You know, like this baby is really affecting her. But then it's like... No, the baby did affect her, but it kind of made her double down. Yeah, and and that's what, you know, me me and Lady Soul would talk about, wow, the pregnancy has changed her. How could she give in like that? How could she not kill Tyrion when she had, I mean, she literally had the opportunity to. Now, I don't know if she just couldn't do it or if in her long-term plans she believes he'll fuck up somehow and it'll benefit her. Um, I'd like to get your reaction on that. But I didn't, the Euron thing, I, I thought he was just like, screw this. I thought that's when I, I was in the episode thinking, ooh, I don't know if I like this. This seemed too easy. What? He's just giving up. And then when you find out the plan, that shocked the hell out of me. It really did. Yeah, it 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 really did surprise me. And I was really, that was one of my happiest points of the show <laughs> i have to say <laughs> because when euron stormed off 
I raised my hand up and I was like, hell yeah, good for him. Because I like when characters act, you know, kind of like impulsively or um, I don't know how to say it. Uh, like uh, indiv- like individuals, like um, in a way you wouldn't expect, but makes total sense. And and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Euron stomping off at that point should have made it. Everyone bought it, right? Because yeah. he's yeah. in every situation he's shown himself to be that type of person, including Jamie. So I was like, yes. And and my wife was like, why are you cheering? And I was like, I don't know. I just think it's cool. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what really. What really sells him leaving, though, is when he gets up first and starts yapping at at Theon, and Jamie's like, sit your ass down, and Cersei backs Jamie up, like, yeah, get your ass down, and then he goes back down, so you're like, oh, Cersei's not happy with him, and then when he storms off, I thought Cersei was going to kill him, so it's like that moment of her backing, even though Jamie, it was, because he wasn't in the loop, it was out of his frustration of of Euron and then Cersei it made me believe oh she's pissed at him now she could you know so that again backed that up as well yeah yeah man yeah this is uh the, the Jamie thing really threw me oh. I thought I thought she was gonna kill him I did too I'm like this is it Jamie's gonna die I I because why would she let him like because you know, I thought Cersei gave the nod for the mountain to slice him, but then he walks away, and then I, I don't know if Cersei predicted it or not, but she almost felt, I think she really lost him there. But how could she let him get away? I was like, when he was on the horse, and we look like winter is coming in Westeros, I was like, is she going to send anyone after him? Because... Where is he going to go? Is he going to tell the plans? Uh, I, I mean, did you think she let him go too easily? Um, I think that Cersei is regaining. I think that the pregnancy and now that it's been she's had time to be the queen and also process the loss of her children and also the insanity that led up to all of it and through it, you know, um, the mm-hmm. high septum and all that kind of stuff, um, just has become more of a person. It's, you know, like sometimes a person can lose so much and be through so much trauma. They seem one dimensional, which she was seeming. And, and it's almost like she's kind of flowered. She's had like a Tywin season to me. Every time we see her, mm-hmm. she's in uh, she's in a room, she's talking to someone, she's writing, she's discussing, she's planning, she's plotting, and I mean, like you were saying before, Lena Headey, just like what a fantastic acting job. I mean, it's just so so much dimension in her character this season, and so much growth, and it's. I, I'm just totally buying it. And what she did this episode, just the back and forth and the, and the, she, the, man, she's going to win an Emmy for this episode. She's got, she better. she's got to win the Emmy for this because it was amazing. And she even tells Jamie, look, while you wanted to go out there and fight, I was listening to father. 
yep. and how he was politicking and all that. And that was that was a great, uh, you know, a well written episode, in my opinion. And that that those moments of this episode, something like that, it just like was like, boom. But I really, you know, it really felt like Jamie finally is like Lady Olena was right. Everyone's right. I I gotta get out of here. This is this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, excuse me. You okay there, buddy? You're all choked up. I know. I know. Jamie leaving Westeros. <coughs> oh, leaving Sorry things landing. That, really. Yeah, I got choked up. Hey. Um, no, I was gonna <laughs> say so... that. You think about Cersei's life, and similar to Sansa, she had that dream of being this princess and then she had um the prophecy told to her which added a put a dark cloud on all of it and could she could never be happy and then she's kind of mm-hmm. like so you know she's sold off to robert um and then as soon as robert's gone she's disposed of and nobody looks to her for anything and she's just the the womb of the king you know uh, with Joffrey and then Tommen and just the stuff that the way that she as a character has grown. And then you look at her brothers, she made a decision not to revel in the negativity of it, but to uh, control it, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you look at Tyrion and even though Tyrion is a super smart guy and he read these books and everything, you know, he spent a good amount of time whoring and drinking, you know, and Jamie spent a good amount of time losing himself in his battles, like she said, and, you know, his 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 um his night play and all that and being the handsome prince. So really, Cersei is the smartest motherfucker around, you know, and <laughs> she proved it in this episode. I mean, she is. I don't like her. I don't agree with her, but she has the best mind for this game. And if there's anybody that could take out the Night King, it's almost like they really should be, you know, if they knew all the details of what what really went on in this episode and over the course of this day, month, whatever it was, they'd be begging for Sam, Cersei, and uh, Bran to just sit in a room and figure out how to take out the Night King. And then you got to add, I guess, John for the just, well, they don't need, actually, John sucks at that. He's just good at fighting. So, you know, <laughs> so like, his plans always suck, too. He's like Tyrion. His yeah. plans always suck. So they're the real minds here. Um, but her, she has been through so much and lost so much that. I mean, uh, Jamie's gone. Yeah, I think that's it for him. I mean, he can't command the army against her. He just left, right? Yeah, he went. Like, you know, I, I can't remember, but usually when he goes on his little black ops missions, he wears his leather and not his armor. And I couldn't remember if he had his, when he went with Dorne to Dorne with Braun. Oh, yeah, like you're right. In leather. So I'm wondering if, I don't know if he had his armor on. I don't think so. I don't remember. But, yeah, I guess he's, like, I, I made an oath. I made a promise, and I'm going to go help them fight, which, you know, all right. <laughs> I guess, but let, you know, I, I, I do want to – oh, I'm sorry, Solo. Uh, continue no, no, with what go. you were saying, pal. 
No, no, I was just bad. You know, me, I just ramble. So yeah. please, we need some intelligence to this no, podcast. No, come on, buddy. You bring it. You bring the thunder. Uh, you bring the blue thunder. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is... Uh, Roy Scheider movie. Oh, sorry. Uh, I love that movie when I was a kid. It's a weird movie, <laughs> though. It's a very yeah, adult film. Um, I was going to say, so, though, because when they're talking about it in the room, and I think this is going to be, people are going to have this question. Like I can imagine my sister-in-law asking me, so did Jamie take the army or did he just go? And I think what he was saying initially is I'm going to take the army. And then she's like, no, you're not. And then he was like, well, I'm going to go then. So he just went Mm -hmm. by himself, right? Yes. Okay. No one was with him. Right. He's not like, he wasn't trapped. When we saw him, he wasn't traveling to the army or anything. He's literally going to just go to Winterfell. Yeah. And I'm sure next season we'll have Braun set, like follow him behind and be like, Hey brother, I'm just going to go with (laughs) you. Yeah. He's like, who else is, no one's going to hold up the bargain. Now, if you're out there, (laughs) your sister's going to try to kill me. So I'm out of here. I'm coming with you. Yeah, that's oh. what will happen. I mean, okay, I on. like that. I like that. And then they're like, can we can we stop in Dorne real quick? Uh, no. Okay, we're just going to go to Winterfell. Right. <laughs> no, she's gone. Bronze, bronze little girl is gone, gone away. She's gone. Oh, uh, so let's talk about, uh, so Sam and Bran have a conversation where it's very... Um, obviously laid out <laughs> that <laughs> Sam, yes, yeah, yes. Sam did write that book down. Okay. So he, tra- that was one of the ones he was transcribing. So even though Gilly just read it that time, he also transcribed it. Um, and mm-hmm. they basically, now we know that John is Aegon Targaryen. He is the rightful quote unquote, uh, Heir to the throne, to the Iron Throne, John the King. Is it Rhaegon or Egon? Isn't there a, a- Rhaegon and an Egon? No, so he's Aegon. Oh, because Mikey Hull texted us in our thread that, did anyone realize that he's Rhaegon's kid? Oh, no, he was joking, dude. Rhaegar. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, so I'm not a book reader. I don't no, know. No, he was trying to say, he was trying to say, like, did they only said it three times? Like I was saying, they ob- it was, oh, this was a little. Yeah. Yeah. They they kind see of... Mikey Hull's so smart. I miss the intelligence sometimes. Sorry, oh, buddy. it's okay, buddy. But um, <laughs> yeah. So he is. Uh, that's his name, and that's the same name as I believe. Wasn't that the the maester at um, Winterfell? Wasn't that Aegon Targaryen, or? Is that I, I get mixed up. Somebody, some book reader, correct us. We don't have a name right. Oh my God, we're terrible. Um, oh my God. Anyway, I think that's who the name was. Uh, but I just, that's going to be something. And look, I give it to, if I read the books, I'd be into that too. Me as a non book reader mm-hmm. watching this show, I don't really give a shit. If it was the Maester's name, I think that's kind of cool because. That guy was like the only good Targaryen besides Danny that we've ever met. Um, but uh, you know, otherwise, it's just kind of like 
that's his real name. And then it's funny, too, because then Brand gives him a third name and says, really, he should be a Sand. Yeah, he's, when he's I was a- thinking of that, I'm like, oh, he's a Sand Snake. <laughs> yeah, man. But I like how Brand goes back in his database. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, really? I haven't checked that one out. Let me Google that. And then he looks. And, he finds- <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm seeing this now. Yeah, that was funny. But yeah, he he said he'd be John Sand. And then no. And then no, I listened to Gilly. I love the when Sam goes he when Brand's like, I'm the three eyed raven and he goes, Oh right, what the hell I don't know what that is. <laughs> it, was it, was, it was pretty funny, man. Okay, so I'm looking it up, okay? Um Okay. That's why I wasn't talking for a second. I should have told you I was looking something up. Oh, I would have uh, kept talking. Oh, that's all right, baby. So this is, uh, oh, okay. Well, I was looking it up. Was it, God, these articles, man. Yes. See, I was right. Oh no. Eamon. All right. That's master Eamon. So they're saying that John's name is Aegon. And I think, isn't Aegon egg? Isn't that the Duncan egg books? Okay, is it Aegon with an A or E? I get, I don't know. They sound A-E. the same. A-E. Oh, I don't know. Okay, in terms of Targaryen lineage, the name is lineage. The name is also fitting. The first Aegon Targaryen conquered Westeros and brought the Seven Kingdoms under his rule. There were many King Aegons after him. Okay, very cool. Oh, okay. All right, so, um, so technically. You know nothing Jon Snow is null and void now because he's not Jon Snow. Oh, look at that, man. Well, <laughs> she, she'll rewrite history. Unless she rises up as a white, we're not going to, which that's not going to happen because he burned her, right? <laughs> but, um, okay, well, so now we know everybody no, sure out there. Them. We know what the name of the, uh, yeah, he did burn her, right? Yeah, no, he did. He did. Yeah. So, so we got to burn the body. Oh, sorry. Them all. Any other thoughts about his name? Or the None that, at all. Okay. How about the fact that he is actually the rightful heir and not Danny? That's interesting as we learn about that as they're making sweet, hot love. And you know what I think is... They're going to have a baby. Uh, probably. Probably, right? I'm just thinking that, like I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I think the only way that you break this wheel is to get rid of all that stupid bullshit, that monarchy garbage, and try to institute some sort of democracy in Westeros, though I don't know if that's really even possible. So I think in the end, they'll have to just be honest with each other, you know? I mean... It doesn't seem like it would be a big, it, I mean, it, it is a big deal, and it's a lot of what Danny bases her self-worth on in a lot of ways, you know, not besides right. the dragons and all that, uh, which is shows that she has the power, but they've already agreed to work together, and now they're fucking, so what's the big deal? So now, if he's the rightful heir, he's the king, it's okay for her to be the queen, right? There you go. Like she wouldn't have... It, it wouldn't be opposed. It's like, oh, it's a king and a queen. Perfect. Right. So, you know. You and, might be and, my aunt, but we can get, <laughs> get married. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's Game of Thrones. 
Game of Thrones, baby. You're right. I mean, come on. That. I mean, I know enough. They've and they've said it in the show that the Targaryens have a history of, you know, yes. kissing cousins of and whatnot. Inter- but you know, Jon Snow, if he finds out and he'd be like, "I'm an honorable man. I can't oh. do it, Danny." I hope not. Just oh. say like, you know what? I mean, Woody. I don't know, Solo. I'm thinking about it, and I'm like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be. He's a Targaryen, but he's got, ne- but he's a Ned Stark at heart because he was brought up as he yeah. told to Theon. Exactly. Great point, man. Great point, Solo. Yep, that's true. Because we have we have our bloodlines, but the people who raised us, they deserve a lot a lot of credit as well. I mean, I mean, some some instances all the credit, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, did you did you like that Theon fight? I like the fact that when he's trying to hit him in below the belt, he's got nothing there, so it didn't work. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, that was but, pretty funny. Um, that was pretty good. And he's like three times. He's like, uh huh. But I, you know, it reminded me of you know you know Rocky Last Samurai where he's getting beat down. The guy's like, stay down, and he keeps getting up. You know, for Theon, thank God he showed like he had actually so- something in him. Um, now, question for you, because Lady Solo brought this up to me. Now that Euron is trying to go get the gold company and the mercenaries and rally them up, is, does he have Yara with him, or is she in a prison somewhere that's not guarded? I I'm mean, not, not who sure. knows? Who knows, dude? I would, I would gather... That she's on the Iron Island somewhere, like, why bring her with him, you know? But then again, I mean, it depends what kind of sadist we're dealing with here. You know, that's one thing I do want to say is, I could have really done with more Euron this season. Yeah, I thought we were going to get that, but yeah. we didn't. No. Nope. But you know what, though? Sometimes, Axel when you have a supporting character that you're in love with like that, sometimes overuse can be too much. True. So the fact that we want more of him, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And, and it's really going to set it up. So That's true, that's just, man. You know, just just my opinion. You know, you know, too much of a supporting character can sometimes get that's why they're supporting. Like think about if he had his own show, it it would last 3 episodes. But yeah. in a great show like this, I'd want him on for 5 seasons, you know. Just Yeah. Good point. Good point. Can I make a confession to you? Uh, p- okay. Thank you, Father Fryveson. These are my sins. Oh, no. Sorry. It's the <laughs> Catholicism in me. Oh, I forget. What am I doing? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think I felt that way about Hodor. I got. I had enough of Ho- Hodor, like, in the freaking first season or something man like he didn't have to have that many speaking lines i love the the end and everything i don't want to go into a thing but i think that you're right in a sense like there's like gimmicks that you go to and um you're on acting pompous and funny you can't go to that every episode you know you you can't not with this show not with this show so that's a good yeah. point, man. That's a good point. No offense Thank to Hodor you. there. No offense, but No, he's he was good. It's just yeah, it just you know. Um it, it is what it is. Okay, so to get back to your original question, I liked 
the Theon stuff. Not going to lie, while it was happening, I did kind of think to myself, this is going on a little long for the finale. Can we please get this? Like, okay, I get it. They're doing it. Theon's coming back. I don't know. I mean, you know, to me, really, Theon now, I, I whatever. They, they, I, I can see, I mean, he's got to keep on going. He's alive. And as a character, I think this is the right decision for him. And that was pretty awesome that he finally stood up and I liked it. Um, but I almost feel like the compelling part of that story for me now is really Euron. And I'm just interested yeah. to see that. Yeah. You know, you know, part of me, I'm 50, 50 part of me is like, uh, enough with Theon. But then part of me is like, man, he went through that whole season getting tortured. Give him his yeah. screen time because yep. he did a good job, but I don't care. I think his coward, cowardness, he jumped off. Maybe he should have drowned. If he be if he gets redeemed, some people might say, "Oh, great character work." Some people might say, "Oh my god," you know. I I don't know. I, I think he should sacrifice his life for a good cause. And I thought that would have happened saving Sansa, and it didn't. And they kept him going. Whatever. Alfie Allen's a great actor. He's done a great job with this character. But I'm with you. I could care less about Theon, though I did enjoy the fight scene. I did, I did. Yeah, it was, and and it was good to see him stand up for himself. You're right. Yeah, for once in his life, yep. you know. <laughs> yep. Cool, man. So, um, what? Else? Oh, let's talk about the um, the little finger in the room. This, so we get the <laughs> end of uh, we get the end of this Arya and Sansa thing. I mean, look. I like the ending. Um, it was slightly predictable as it played out on the screen. I was happy with the conclusion. And actually, when they stood there and spoke to each other, I got to admit, I got a little misty. I kind of like to see the two sisters burying the hatchet as it may be or slitting the throat and getting back together. <laughs> but... There's no fucking way this thing makes any sense. Okay, let's just be honest here. This okay. made no fucking sense. Okay, uh, and I'm right with you. I actually was confused. I really thought that Arya was gonna have to. F she was gonna do like Yoda episode two, fight all these guys. I didn't think it was a setup for Littlefinger. So when that came, I was actually shocked. Okay, I will admit that. I loved the scene with the two of them burying the hatchet. It made me feel good, and it just... It, it, it's almost like the end was awesome, but getting there frustrated me. Because I had no idea what's going on. Like, okay, if they're playing Littlefinger, when do they start doing that? Was it when mm -hmm. in the room with the faces and she handed him the dagger? I mean, was it... Like, cause some people on podcasts were saying, oh, if they're they're just you know, thinking Littlefinger is overhearing them, so they're playing along. But I, 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 I don't understand when they hatched the plan. And that was one of my questions to you, Axel. I have no clue when they decided to, to team up. Um, okay, so in the interest of not dismissing this, because it's part of a show we like and people care about it, I'll try to talk it through. Okay. I like when you talk things through. Yeah, so so let's see what happens, right? So 
let's try to look at the events that transpired. Um, you listen to podcast one and fell live, <laughs> live baby. Sorry, <laughs> Arya arrives. There's a reception, sometimes chilly, mostly weird. She's already acting like a psycho. Arya <laughs> notices Sansa kind of being frustrated with John, and also perhaps being asked to uh, replace John. Arya follows Littlefinger. Arya twice like basically comes out and tells Sansa that she doesn't trust her and blah 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 but then the second time she kind of says well I'm playing this game and then she gives Sansa the dagger in the same way that um uh, these th- these games had played out in the faceless man so was Arya basically saying to her like look you got to trust me I'm I'm the only thing you have, and I'm willing to let you kill me. I'm not asking anything of you. Was that the little game that they played? Okay, but really, this wasn't well done. This is fucked up, and I can't. I, I tried. I give up. <laughs> well, okay, okay, good, good, good. No, but you I was going there, this but some... I gave up. The 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 thing is with to make the twist work. They omitted something very important. And that thing was Bran, Sansa, and Arya talking. Uh, yes, Bran, exactly. That's Bran a great is the key to this. Yep. Bran is the key to this. He knows stuff that, I mean, he's the only one that's been able to trip up Littlefinger and be like, how the hell do you know that I, you know, put a dagger to, you know, Ned Stark's throat and said, you shouldn't have trusted me. And the fact that, you know, the letter and, you know, that started. And I like the fact because when we, when we um, talked, uh, when you, when you see the things unravel, it's like little, we, we talked about this last week, Littlefinger started the whole Lannisters versus Starks thing uh, with the letter and all that. So the fact that they had Bran, Mr. Google, that's what made it true. So I'm wondering, I just want to know if Bran brought, now let me get this out there i don't need shows to feed me everything to let me know what's going on i figured it out after watching oh they must have had a they must have talked to bran you know we get some people that say oh i wish they could have said that or just say this one line but then it becomes really cheesy if it's not done right um in this case it could have benefited maybe but the twist wouldn't have been there but the fact that bran knew all these secrets they had the three of them had to have come together at somehow but how did it happen you know that's the thing so okay i don't know okay. maybe sansa went to bran maybe sansa went to bran and bran's like listen sansa goes to aria holy shit you're right this is what we're gonna do and then they do it so that that's how i dealt with it well i love that solo but and, and, <laughs> I feel, and, and, feel a butt coming. Yeah. And again, um, I forgive so much. This is such a huge production. We've talked about this a million times. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is this is people's jobs. This is work. things do. There's so many levels. Trans things get lost between the set and the edit and the writing, all that. But I do feel like there was a conscious choice 
on the creator's part here to mislead us. And I don't, I don't, I have no problem with that. But I think when on a show like this in season seven, it's also fun to give us a clue. So could have we had a scene where Bran and Sansa and Arya were sitting by the Weirwood or something? Or could we had a scene where Bran is in the room and Sansa's in the room? Maybe there was one. And then Littlefinger walks in and Bran walks out. Or I don't know. I'm just, I just want to say that I agree with you. It was when Bran spoke up that I felt a little bit better about it. Right? Right, right. Um, because I said, because he starts repeating exactly what Littlefinger said and everything. And then you figure, oh, okay, Arya went to the maester and got the other letter. And should, like, there's so many other things that were going on. And they don't have a lot of time to show things. But I also think they put a lot of time into building this up. And it just didn't work for me. It's not a show killer. It's not a character killer. Um, it, it just didn't work for me. But I like the way it, it paid off in the end. And I'm happy that we're not going to get what I was afraid of halfway through the episode. That now that I'm seeing, I was seeing that the politics is going to continue, which I'm cool with. Because I like all that stuff, especially when you mix in White Walkers and the politics and all that. I think it's cool. But yeah, yeah. I was afraid we were going to get some situation where John arrives at Winterfell with the Unsullied and Sansa has the gates locked and we have to have a whole episode of John, like, you know, Davos sneaking into Winterfell, <laughs> you know, like to talk to whoever, Brienne, because that's the only one Sansa let in. And then, like, I was just glad we didn't get that. So that was actually a part of my relief. And that's not something great to say that part of my relief was knowing that we wouldn't get what we have gotten in the past, which is not sometimes not great fruition of the story arcs. But in the end, yeah, it was vicious the way Arya cut his throat. Oh, I know it was awesome. But, you know, uh, to, to backtrack, you're right. Because this storyline had a couple of holes here and there, and it almost did feel like it, it's like one of the mistakes filmmakers make is tricking the audience, but not it just didn't. It's like you tricked us and you misled us, and then we had a happy ending for us, but on screen it wasn't like little. If even if you had a shot of Littlefinger listening to them bicker. Right. Yep. Then it's like, oh, they're doing it for him. Perfect. They know he's out there. Great job. So that's all we needed. We needed yep. that one shot. Yeah. Or Arya looking at a scroll, rolling it up, putting it away. Oh, hi. How you doing? How you doing, little oh. finger? You, you know. Yeah, Something I have like another that. one. I have another one. In any Go. point, in any point of the Arya Sansa conversation, when they're talking about Littlefinger, for one of them to say. You trust, or Arya to say something like, you trust him so well. And then Sansa to say something like, well, you know, he has ears everywhere, or he listens to it all, or something. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Okay. Yep. And then people would have been like, da, da, da. But then we could have said, oh, okay. Because you're right. Like, people, uh, film, 
look, all filmmaking is trickery in the end, right? It's all fake. Everything's fake. Sure. You're trying to trick it people. Is? Yeah, you know that, Solo. Solo, listen. Oh. When you go on, when you go on your next audition. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to tell. I don't want to ruin it. Just go and have, just be that person, okay? Be that person, okay, because Tuesday I'm going for a detective role, so I should just be the detective. Be the detective. Be the detective. (laughs) It's the Foley method. I just invented it. Um, (laughs) But what I'm saying is people enjoy feeling like they could maybe figure it you know what i'm saying like they want to be feel like they're on the inside and the outside at the same time they're on the roller coaster they're not watching the roller coaster right yes oh and that's what they got wrong with this is by by going out of their way to try to fool us to get this surprise ending they neglected that the loss of um what we lost in it was not in the end totally worth that. And that what we lost in it was the fun of the clue of more clues. And maybe we'll go back and someone will make a YouTube video showing me that I'm totally wrong and I wasn't paying attention <laughs> enough. And I'm, I'm, ha- and I'm, I'm glad to be proven wrong. We've got two years to do it. So the challenge is out there. Yeah. And you know, when she gave the dagger to Sansa, now, in retrospect, it's like, go to Bran, ask about this dagger. But you don't know that when she does it. You think she's going to kill her. Mm. I, I could become you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But that that subtlety of giving the dagger here, this is the key, that now, in retrospect, I guess that's maybe what led Sansa to Bran to bring that up. Or did Bran come to them? Anyway, we've beaten right. a dead Bantha. Right. Let's... It was awesome the way Littlefinger got a great death. I mean, he even tried to, like, get on. He got on his knees and was crying. Oh, let me talk to you alone. And, oh, you know. And and it's like Sansa, you know, I give her. You know, and even Sansa says, you know, I'm a slow learner. But, and you know what? I, I thought yeah. that was good for her character. She admitted, hey, you know, I'm not the. And the shit she went through. Like finally, they got the, she got her revenge on Littlefinger, and I loved it. She got her revenge on Ramsay last season and Littlefinger. Good for you, Sansa. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, I want to like Sansa. I want to like Sansa. Our, yeah, Sansa. I I want to like <laughs> them. They're part of yeah. our hero gang. They're part of. They're the Starks. So I want to be on their side so let me be on their side and i like that that's why i'm glad it ended that way now i can be on their side now when john gets there in episode one of season eight and all the remaining star kids are together it's gonna be super cool and i'm gonna and everybody's gonna kind of be like have an understanding of each other and when john is like yo i died and then Arya's like, yo, I'm a faceless man. I died a couple times. <laughs> I, killed a, <laughs> yeah. I killed a million people. And Bran's like, yo, I saw all of that. Uh, Bran, I should say. And, uh, I'm, and, and Sansa's like, I've been... Oh, no, sorry, I quit. Sorry. Yeah, that. no, no she's not going to say that. But she, she that, could say, no, hey, no, yeah. I, look at all I've been doing I, here. Look at what I survived. Yes, and also what, what she's accomplished. Because that's the thing. I, I want... 
I think that it's true. In the end, uh, Sansa should be the Lady of Winterfell. John shouldn't be. Bran shouldn't be. Arya shouldn't be. She should be. And it's her yep. line then, her, her children, that should continue if that's the way the wheel continues. So I'm glad. I'm yeah. happy for that. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, she's been through a lot. And even that moment with Arya when it's like, you know, Arya's like, I couldn't have gone through what you, you know, what you went through. I wouldn't have survived. And he's like, yes, you would have. But Sansa's been through a lot. And as much as the character was annoying at the beginning, my beloved Joffrey and all that, and then this and that. But then when she went through some hard stuff, it was like, oh, man, this poor girl. And then... And then we were getting annoyed at her, like, you know, talking against John and whatever. But, uh, you know, hey, every character is not perfect. But you know what? I, I, I feel really good about Sansa right now. Me this too. is the best probably I felt yep. about her character at this point. And I want to see, yeah, so, I want to see more of this. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, I hope she becomes, because I, I said earlier on podcast Winterfell and other film lists, whatever, that she's the young Catelyn. And she has the, and she just reminds me of her. And I just, I want, I hope this last season she, she gets something good for her because, like, being Lady, the Lady Winterfell, uh, would, 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 and if she can have a nice marriage, even though she's been, you know, some rough ones, if she can marry someone nice, whether she marries Lady Mormont or not, I don't know. Whoever she marries, Axel. I, I just I, it would be nice to see some peace in her life, but yes, we got White yeah. Walkers coming. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I want to see Sansa um, have a seat at the table and talk. And I think that that's why. <clears throat> excuse me. That's why I like. That's why it would have been nice to be let in on this, because instead of seeing it as some grand master plan that they pulled off, we mm -hmm. could have seen the growth of two characters that we care about. Right. That's, that's the way I feel, you know, because that yeah. shows and, instead and... of what we thought we saw, which was regression. Right. Right. And all we needed is, you know, a shot of little finger listening in or something. <laughs> what made the world of a difference. Yep. Yep. Well, solo, um, yes, we've been sir. going on for, uh, okay. We've been going on three for days. Over, yeah. Three days, man. Three days is the, oh, you remember that? Um, Jane's addiction, you know, that song three days. No, I don't. Three oh. days. Three lovers that week three days. When we were tripping back in the oh. day, we used to always listen to that, man. Three days. What three a great days. song. Oh, I'm saying that's Jane says. Never mind, not three days. No, no, no. no <laughs> I'm putting that's that three is the, days no, where that's their poppiest. That's one of their little. But actually, you think about what it's really about. But Jane's addiction is fantastic, man. Oh man, classic mm -hmm. '90s band, baby. That's our generation solo. Um, yeah, we're almost done here, but I I just want to make qu two quick comments and anything you want to add. I thought the Tyrion Cersei scene was very powerful. And it was like old school thrones and the whole stuff with the dragon pit, the white going after Cersei and all that. We, you know, we touched upon that with the hounds bringing it in at first when he opened the crate. I'm like, did that asshole take it out? And now there's a bunch of whites or something. 
then I'm thinking Walking Dead once they're bitten, which wouldn't have happened. But uh, just thought that was well executed, and I loved the scene with even Jon Snow and Danny when they were talking before Tyrion comes back. Um, I, I liked that back and forth. It was just nice to have that type, that type of those types of scenes with some dialogue and character building. It was, it, I appreciated it. Yeah, it had a lot of that, and I liked that. So, oh, um, so I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, John and Danny, but you know, did we go into that? They did it. We didn't talk about that, did we? I mentioned it, but we didn't talk about that. Yeah. They uh, are, are you consummated like, the? Are, how do you feel about? Because I've gone on record saying that I feel like they did a very good job. I don't feel at all that these cat. I disagree completely with my friend Donald. I do not think that they threw these characters together or the plot demand. Of course, the plot. Demand. I mean, gee, come on. I'm just. I think they did a very good job of it. I believe it. Their little talk in the doorway was hot and steamy. It was, mm -hmm. I like it, man. The sex scene was a little awkward. I don't know why, like, their legs were that way. It was like, you know, well, they're, I mean, she's, <laughs> it was weird, you know? I don't know. But that happens sometimes when you're having sex, you know? Um, hey. Hey, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some serious knowledge, especially, you know, for our boy Donald, okay? Because this will happen to him at any point. When, you know, we've had, like, what, they've had, like, three or four scenes together, but they clicked, and they and it led to this moment. My future wife, I met her one day, we talked for an hour, and I knew she was the one, and we went on a date, and we've been together ever since. We just instantly, boom, she mm -hmm. was the one. Yeah. And, and the connection was there. It was like it was two powers bringing us together. Like we always joked on a serious note, like our two of our grandmothers who passed away, they like put us together. Like we should have been together a long time ago, and then we found each other later in life. But finally, they were upstairs saying, "All right, guys, come on, get together already. You've been circling each other so much." And so I know in Game of Thrones, yeah, it was only a few scenes, but that can happen. It happened in real life to me. So, so I'm just gonna go on record and say that happens. It's yep. just when you meet the right one, boom. Hey. It's, it's there. It's instant. Solo, yeah. you could ask Mike Hall because I met my wife. I went on the first date with her. I went directly back to Mike Hull's apartment. He said, how did it go, Foley? He looked at me and he goes, no, no. Like that because, <laughs> you know, Mikey. And I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it. And then he was like, Foley. And I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. You told me this a long time yep. ago, actually. I said, I'm yes, married. I remember that. And he Dude, goes, I'm the same way. Yeah. He goes, you're crazy. You're, you're, he goes, come on, Foley, you're romantic. And I say, look, I have not previously said that. And I don't mean it in some like, oh, my God, way. I just know it. And I just knew it. Mm -hmm. I know we worked. We worked together. And that's what I think. They did a good job of these characters. If you look at their parallel trajectories, it's it works it works the story of course it was going that way i was saying the other day solo i think on the film list where we first talked about game of thrones we both said everybody was in agreement john and danny are going to get together in the end they're the star you know like they're yeah. the stars of yeah. the show we can see that um and 
of, and people reading the book probably knew that immediately too, but I think they did a good job of it. The sex was a little awkward. What do you think about Tyrion in the doorway, like watching that? What was up with that? That freaked me out. I go, why does he like look upset? And I thought if he was just in his room by himself, okay, he's upset at the, the events of the last how many days or whatever. But the fact that he was staring weird, it just, it, I don't know. I, I honestly have no answer. I'm like, why was he kind of upset at that? Okay. You know, does he know what's going on? Or maybe did he miss Shay? I don't know. You know, did he miss having someone? Is that what that's supposed to be? I, I really don't know. Well, I will admit that I was intrigued by that. And then I happened to see that Joanna Robinson wrote something for, what is she, wrote, Vanity Fair? And it contains yep. some, some um, it's not even, she doesn't even talk about book stuff. She's go, She goes deep into, like, original letters that George sent to his publisher, an original outline or something. Um, and I actually made the m- mistake of reading that only because... I'm not into this, but I was like, whatever, I'm going to read. I've read, I saw, I kind of saw what she was saying. I read, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Um, Mm. and, and, um, I'm not like, she didn't spoil me. I'm not saying that it was clearly labeled that that's what was going to happen. Um, but I don't agree with whatever that, what that article said. I think, um, I, I, to me, it seemed like, he was just kind of like worried a little bit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I think that it's just like kind of can maybe like, is this going to work whenever, you know, and it changes the dynamic and his dynamic with Danny because he had just, well, yeah. Called- and his, Oh, go ahead. His, I'm sorry. His influence over Danny yeah. would change now because yeah. Jon Snow, even in when they were talking about wh- how we should arrive to the north, disagreed with Jorah and agreed with Jon, like we should go together. And Jorah's right. like, no, you should travel separate. So maybe Tyrion at that moment is like, oh, geez, if they're in love and they're together, this could make things complicated. Yes, I agree. And I also and remember there was also a scene where he said to Cersei, uh, Cersei said, uh, he was like, Danny should be the queen, you know? And then Cersei was like, but you just said she wanted to come here and, and kill all the people. <laughs> what, what, right. why is she better than me? And he said, well, unlike yourself, she has people to tell her that, that, the, uh, that's not the right thing to do, you know? Right, right. And maybe he is a little wary of Jon Snow because, Jon Snow, why did she lose the dragon? Saving Jon Snow. Why does she put herself in harm's way? Jon Snow. Why, you know, like, so I think politically there could be a difference there between Jon and Tyrion over what direction they go in. And especially if you have now Cersei double crossing them. Mm hmm. Which she is. And which they'll know about because Jamie's going to tell them, right? Yeah. Be interesting to see if Jamie and Bran, uh, if he gets to Winterfell, they want to kill him. Oh, but, that's, I oh, shit, I forgot about that solo. Dude, it's, I mean, granted, he's the three-eyed raven and probably doesn't have the feelings, but, yeah. God, what, there's definitely going to be a Bran-Jamie scene. There has to be. 
like I'm a changed man. What I did was wrong. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. I'm the three-eyed raven now. Yeah, I, I would have never yeah, gotten uh, here if you hadn't have thrown me out of that window. I could have <laughs> never... out the window when I was a little yeah. kid just trying to climb. If you did you not know. throw me, I could not fly to become the three-eyed raven. You get it? Ravens fly, and you threw me out a window. Get it? And Heath and Axel looked up how long, <laughs> how many miles per hour ravens can... <laughs> Yeah, but that's a great point, Solo. Oh, there's so much more to go. You know what? The more I talk you know about Off this season, episode, baby. yeah, it's really, it's really fun. And there was so many other little scenes. You're right, like the the whole scene with the hound. And I said to my wife, um, they certainly got a good walker, a good white there, because some of the whites <laughs> look a little bit have a little bit more clothes. Like they got it ready. Because last, last episode, they were like, its mouth was coming off. I think they went in there and they, like, took a little flesh off of its face to make it look more dead. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they kind of prepared oh, and, <laughs> and you know what was great throughout this whole thing when you rewatch the episode? Look at Kyburn. Like, even though when plots are going, Kyburn has this look like, yeah, you think we're doing that or not. And then when he picks up the, the hand, it was awesome. He's like, I want to analyze this right now. Like, mm. you know, so Kyburn, there's, the, you know, there was only one very shot because I love the actor plays Varys. Sorry. Um, he, his reactions are priceless when he's not speaking. And but and there was only like one, I think. But Kyburn was interesting. I can't wait to go back, watch the episode. I'm actually going to go back and rewatch the season just to see his reactions because it is very interesting with Kyburn. Yeah. Oh, and I have another question for you. Sorry. Can I make one interjection on Kyburn first? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I want to say that that's why I love you, baby. You 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 said something that was like in my subconscious, which is. He also looked like more put together and, and, in, and in a way less mad scientist and more like he had power. He was more clean yes. shaven. His hair was done. Even his outfit was just a little bit more. Great point. Like graceful. And you're right. Mm-hmm. He picked that arm up and it made me start to think. Well, that's the mountain is like, could Kyburn basically, could we get what I said before the undead army? Is that, is he going to say, Hey, my grace, we can have our own undead army. Let them, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like maybe Kyburn figures some way out to like, do like a mass murder and turn a bunch of soldiers into the undead to fight for them. But how do you control Mm -hmm. them? I don't know. It's it's interesting, man. I like that. You're right. That's kind of cool. They seem to be positioning him for more because he looked different to me. Like they had styled him up. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right because I, I, I totally agree. And I'm glad you pointed that out. So uh, one little thing before we go. I, 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 I'm just going to say I thought when Tyrion came back, I thought – to save his life, they were going to have the cook game bowl, <laughs> you know, but, but I'm glad that didn't happen. But how did the hound know that was the mountain? Just right. by the size. Like of when them. he goes, he goes, okay, by the size. That's what I figured. And he's like, Hey brother, you you look worse than me. You know, yeah. that says nothing like the hound. That's more Desmond Hume, but that was, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I, I missed doing it. Efren Salonga. 
See you in another life, brother. Sorry. Oh, I just channeled back 2010. Oh. But no, um, okay. So by the size of him and whatnot. Yeah. But I love how he's like, you're, you're uglier than me. <laughs> or, you know, you look worse than me or whatever he said. And that was good. That was good. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, that he made a point of noticing that he had changed. And I, I was a little disappointed because I had said previously that I thought if – and he still doesn't know the extent to which it's not really his brother anymore. But I guess this dumb Clegane mm-hmm. bowl is still on. I'm not – I don't know. I just yeah, think I it's like – whatever. Uh, because to me – But how did what? he know – What? What? No, I'm just saying, like, what did he get a raven to say the mountain has changed? How does he know? Well, he like, saw his he eyes. It was all, dude, his eyes no, I... were all, you know. Okay, okay. I just, just, I, I guess that point I felt like, how did he know that the mountain was different? And I, Okay, he looked awful, so he must have yeah. deduced that. Okay, okay. All right, I'm good. But the reason why I'll say this, no offense to those looking forward to the Clegane Bowl, because I want everyone to be happy, but... The reason for me why I'm not a huge fan of it is because I'm not interested at all in the mountain. I'm interested in Kyburn, but I am interested in the Hound. And I love that character. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. I love everything. I love the Arya and Hound stuff. I love every scene he's ever been in. And I think that I'd like to see him grow to the point where vengeance was not a goal but that's just me but that would be in keeping with his character i wouldn't say it's not in keeping with his character i just thought that this main point this huge point about him at some point would become a turning point for him towards good yeah and i just don't yeah no and that's a great point and i don't see I don't know why he would fight him at this point. Right. Unless I could see them fighting together against the the Whites and the White Walkers. I, I don't know. But there's no point of them fighting now unless it was just revenge. Or else he would have said, I'll, I'll freaking see you, brother, next well, time. I don't know. So Now that Cersei is going to go south and try to take, she's going to still try to do that, right? And she's going to take the Golden mm-hmm. Company, too. It could, I mean, but that's her personal guard. I don't see him going out and fighting because I could see at some point them having to send that hound like down south for something, you know? That's true. That's so true. maybe another white just to make sure yeah. Cersei. Okay, this you sure you sure you don't want to help us out? This is uh, really a threat. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. You sure? <laughs> you sure? You sure? Um, last okay. last chance. Well, that's chance. And, and this is a one last point I want to make. It's something that we had talked about way, way, way back. I really like the way they did it. It was subtle. It was shot beautifully, which is snow falls on King's Landing. And I oh, thought that yeah. that was super cool. Winter is here in, you know, now Cersei knows about what's going on, but also the winter is there. And I totally thought, I got really pumped for a second because for a second I thought that was going to be the Night King riding the ice dragon to just destroy King's Landing. <laughs> and that was how the show was going to end. 
but that's not what happened. But still, it was so beautifully shot. And, and, and like you said, mixing it in with Jamie being alone and you're like, you're concentrating on Jamie and then you see the snowfall and then he notices it. And then I, man, my face went wide and like my wife looked over at me and she was like, what? And I was like, oh man, it's snowing at King's Landing. Like I'd thought about this for so long. I just think it's such a great image and they really knocked it out of the ballpark. I loved it. Yes. I agree, buddy. All right. All right. What do you think, Solo? So we'll be back. So we'll be back. We're going to do a kind of a wrap-up thingy. Is that what our plans are, Folo? Yes. Um, we're going to be back next Sunday, everybody. Um, and we're going to do – actually, everybody will be back for a whole nother week of season wrap-up. So tomorrow, DJ is going to do the call-in. Uh, follow us on Twitter, of course, at Winterfell Pod. And find out about that. That's going to be on TalkShoe. You can call in or you can go on the chat. Then um, Tracy and Mike and who knows, maybe Donald will do their deep dive of just about the finale uh, on Wednesday. We'll probably throw a bunch of other pods in there. Then we'll be back again next Sunday to and Heath and I will go over the whole season. I probably go episode by episode and then we'll do like predictions and stuff. And then uh, DJ will do a call in and Mike and Tracy will do another one all about the season. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be super fun. Solo, you're going to come back, aren't you? Hell yeah, brother. Come on. Good, good, man. Of good. course. Well, I do. Dude, I, I, I follow your lead, buddy. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Solo, I want you to come back. Come back, Solo. Come back. <laughs> no, I got big plans for the DVR podcasting network. I'm I'm ready to. I want to tackle new shows, do new things. I'm ready, baby. Yeah, we are. We're definitely going to. And actually, I want to say thank you to uh, Rebecca, that's Shadow Cat, Shadow Cat, uh, Jenny, and Steve are our newest patrons. And um, yeah, head over there because we are continuing on with the Game of Thrones, but we're also, Mike is doing the Deuce. You can check that out um, at the Deuce DVR on Twitter. He's going to be doing that with our good friend Jason Bailey, who's the uh, film oh. ed- Yeah. Um, he's he was an f- early film list guest back in season one. Yep, yep, yep. And he I interviewed is, um, him as top favorite favorite directors, I believe. Or we either did top ten movies or I think it was top ten favorite directors of his or top five, something like that. But it was fun. Jason Bailey, good dude. Yes. Yep. He's um, he works over at Flavor Wire. Uh, so he's uh, in the biz and um, they were actually able to they're going to be able to watch um, and bank the episodes. So they're going to watch it in advance and bank the episodes, kind of hang out and do all eight, I think, episodes. And then Mike's also going to try to jump on and do some interviews about that. Uh, during so we'll have additional episodes for that dj tim hines is doing inside dj's dvr that's going to be a weekly uh show about television what he's watching and we'll probably be guesting on that and talking about different shows so he's going to do like segments instead of doing like a whole you know hour and a half on game of thrones maybe he does like 15 minutes on something you know um Mm -hmm. that's going to be super fun and we're going to have other stuff too so Stick with us. Um, we're also going to have tons more Game of Thrones content. We've got so many interviews, and I've got a couple surprises up my sleeve. 
And uh, yeah, so stick around with us. It's going to be fun. This has been a this has been a lot though, man. This this season, it, it, Game of Thrones is blowing up, man. Everybody's loving on the Game of Thrones solo. Yeah, I know. We're dropping major pods. I actually had a dream last night that I was doing karaoke with Macy Williams. It was interesting. <laughs> I, right. know. I woke up. I woke up and I'm like, wow, I just dreamed about Macy Williams. We're, I don't know what song we were singing, but we had it on video. It was pretty cool. That's awesome, baby. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, I'll let Solo take us out. All right. To our derogales, Drakaris, and Vahala, Juliana Magalis, and rest in peace, Lord Baelish. Thank you for listening to Podcast Winterfell. Podcast Winterfell is a part of the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Become a patron. Go to Patreon slash DVR. Follow us on Twitter at Winterfell Pod. Follow us on Facebook at Podcast Winterfell. And follow the DVR Podcast Network at DVR Podcast.